to the Conscious Capitalist. Welcome to the show. My name is Sidney Wayman, your host. Thank you for tuning in. I'd like to also thank Audrey Powell, my guest today. Hi, Audrey. How are you? Hey, Sidney. Thanks for having me. You're welcome for uh, for being here. Thank you for, for being here. Thank you. Um, Audrey is a former corporate employee who was in the human resource recruiting industries but had a strong interest in entrepreneurship and has started a couple of businesses. Uh, One was a cleaning service. Correct. And presently she is the owner of a beverage company. Um, What's the name of the company? Spice Grove. Spice Grove. Yes, sir. And Spice Grove specializes in? Uh, hibiscus beverages. Hibiscus beverages. Okay, so she's a she's an entrepreneur, um, but with uh, quite a bit of corporate experience and has stepped out on her own. And uh, I met her at a store on Flatbush where she was giving out samples of her beverage, and um, I tasted it and was just so impressed with uh, the idea that someone was actually doing a beverage company that was a little different than what I was used to. I mean, there are a lot of um, Caribbeans, people from the Caribbean, who do beverages, but they're normally, um, it's almost like they do it in their kitchen and right. uh, fill up the things and take them out. And it's good, I'm, you know, it's, it's good, but right. um, it's mom and pop-ish. Right. And I guess what, what, um, what, what impressed me about you and seeing you was that um, you're distributing through main, uh, mainstream, well, you know, mainstream retail outlets. Um, your beverage is bottled, um, so it just looked more professional um, presentation-wise, mm-hmm. etc. So I was kind of impressed with that. And I said, "Hey, I just have to have her on for one of the podcasts because entrepreneurship is very dear to me." And so what I'd like to do, Audrey, if you don't mind, is first of all just get some of your insights on. You know, your corporate experience, what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it. Um, what was it about it that led you or was it anything about that experience that led you to wanting to be an entrepreneur or were you always interested in being an entrepreneur? And then, you know, we could transition into just discussions of uh, you starting the cleaning business and then you starting the beverage business. Some of your ups, downs. Um, do okay. you like being an entrepreneur? Do you often think about going back to corporate America? That whole thing. Okay. Well, um Thanks again for having me. You're welcome. Um, there's one correction. I'm still in corporate America. Oh, <laughs> she's still in corporate America. I'm sorry. Um, but my goal, um, obviously, is definitely to leave corporate America and, and really soon. Um, so, yes, I've always had this drive to be my own person. I come from a family of doers. Um, my father had, um, back in the day, like a 40-acre farm mm. and um, worked the land, you know, raising cows and pigs and goats and, you know, planting their own gardens. And my mom had her own restaurant at one point. Um, and all my brothers, I have uh, four brothers, and they all have their own rest, um, businesses. Um, so we've always had that drive, and I think I'm Jamaican. And coming up, learning to have your own 
do for yourself, not depending on others, led me on this path where I knew corporate America was not the end game for me. Um, so early on, I tried my hand at a cleaning business. And, you know, talking about successes and failures, um, looking back then, I really, um, really know why now I had to pass that on to someone else. And it's because, one, I didn't have the team and the support behind me. Um, being a single mom in school, working a job, not having support, it was really difficult. And, you know, spent money and time to do things that were absolutely not necessary without direction. So, so this, this was when you were doing your cleaning business. Correct. So, so you started your cleaning business, or mm-hmm. you, you decided to do a cleaning business. What, what, why did you pick a cleaning business? What, what led you to say, okay, I'm going to start a cleaning business? Um, at the time, there was definitely a boom um, in real estate. And uh, there were a lot of new uh, residential businesses going up. I lived at the time in the Midwood section, which is a very populated Hasidic uh, communi- community. And they actually, they were doing a lot of bills. And so one day I literally just walked into one of these homes and I spoke to this gentleman, Eli Klein, and I, I was just start, started talking to him. And I said, well, after you build these houses, who comes in and clean it up? And he's like, oh, well, I'm always looking for cleaning crew. And I was like, okay, that's an idea. And pretty much just went back home, called a couple of my girlfriends and started researching name. I named the business Spotless Cleaning with a K because there was another company with Spotless Cleaning spelled the correct way. Um, And literally would wake up in the morning at three o'clock to go clean these realist, these finished houses. So that's how I started. So, so how did, so, so, all right. So you were actually cleaning... Um, new bills. New bills. Mm-hmm. All right. And so, um, what 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 advice or what didn't you know then that led you to you know you you said you know you, if you knew then what I know, you know now, now yeah. You were, so so what what didn't you know? Because that seems like a, I mean yo you, you walk up to somebody and say I'm always looking for somebody to do this and you say hey I can do that yep. you, you know yeah it's like it's done. Excellent question. Um, in the cleaning business, you have to carry a certain amount of insurance and being bond, bonded, um, not just yourself, your company, but also your employees, workers' compensation, the whole nine yards. And that cost a lot of money. And I had no clue. You know, so when I started buying, for example, um, cleaning products. I wasn't even buying from wholesale. I would just go to like a Home Depot type place and pick up big tubs. And obviously that was just not the way to spend money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I literally borrowed money from people to help me do this. And of course, they want to encourage me and they want to support me. So they're like, okay, sure, you know, you want to do this. But then on the back end, the operational part of it, it you know, I didn't set up like surety bond. I didn't have liability insurance. I didn't have workers' compensation. And so I was definitely at risk. Um, and this gentleman, Eli, 
he actually liked that I was motivated and I was doing this. So he was putting me in touch with different city um, organizations because you have to go in and literally bid on some of these jobs, especially when it starts getting a little bit more corporate. And I had nothing. So, so when you were doing all this, did you, did you think at all to maybe um, engage um, the services of a consultant to help nope. you piece, piece all this together? Totally not. And again, mm-hmm. that's where, you know, they say age is wisdom, right? And sometimes you think you know, but you don't know. And liked mine individuals as well. You know, you may have, and I, get, I was literally like 22 years old when this was happening. So I didn't have the sophistication at that point mm-hmm. to sort out some of the things that, I like now that I'm really diligent about looking about before making a step forward. So I literally put the horse before the cart before the horse, so to speak, Mm. and ran into a situation where I didn't have money to buy products or I could not produce um, to whoever was asking for documentation. So, so, so. But you did. You got to the point where you're able to clean a building. Oh, absolutely. So you were actually cleaning buildings. Correct. But you didn't have the insurance. Didn't didn't have the insurance. Didn't have the, you know, the proper equipment kind of thing. Did you price your contracts appropriately? I mean, I don't think so. I I think you know um, the gentleman also saw an opportunity (laughs) where it was just this young eager person who. call up her friends and say, hey, we, we got a gig. Come help me clean this place, you know. Um, so he was also taking advantage of that situation because he was getting a good deal from people who wanted to work and did a great job, but we weren't compensated. So at the end of the day, if... if you were paid. You just weren't paid what you were worth. I or. wasn't paid what I was worth, right. right. And so at the end of the day, you know, I would pay the people who worked with me and had very little left, you know, to buy supplies and pay myself. Right. So so how long did you do this? Um, I did it for about three years, believe it or not. But over that period, um, did you get insurance? I got some insurance, but not all. I got like a very, the very minimal liability insurance. Um, and... I was bonded, but no one else was bonded. Mm. So we were like skating really under the fence with it. Did you ever get to the point where you were pricing your contracts better, that where you were making money? Yeah, I think so, especially with private cleaning. Because, um, and I think that's where I really wanted to go more so, let's say, for residential homeowners. So what's private cleaning? Private cleaning is like, for instance, if you have your house or apartment and you want someone to come in, you know, once or twice a month to do a cleaning for you, that kind of thing. So, I mean, we're competing at the time against like the Molly Maids Mm -hmm. type places. Um, But again... You know, I'm I'm grateful that I didn't have any situation where things got crazy because a lot of times if you go in and you, you know, you get, a let's say, a contract or an agreement with someone and you do a good job, you're getting that referral. Right. And we had one situation where someone misplaced a ring. Um, thank God they found the ring, but that could have been a liability for me. Right. So those were some of the things that started and the stress of it. Raising my son at the time, I think, was four. I was just like, I can't do this. You know, this is a good idea, a great idea, but I'm, I'm just not equipped 
So you sold the business? Or I just, did not sell the business. You just let it go? I let it go. I passed it um, some of the clients that I was working with to someone else. Are they still um, in business? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. I think they actually sold the business to a, um, a franchise, oh, okay. another cleaning franchise. Um, but, yeah, I still own the name Spotless Cleaning. So at some point, if I ever want to do it again, I can, you know, pick it up. But I don't think I have any interest in doing that, quite frankly. So that, that's, that's saying, y'all, if, if you want to start a cleaning business and you like the name Spotless Cleaning with a K. It's not available. <laughs> well, or for, you could buy it. Yeah, for, um, for, for a licensing <laughs> fee. There you go. Uh, but, but all right, so, so you, you, sh- you, you gave the business away or you, you gave your clients, clients away. Yep. Mm-hmm. And did you... You were doing a cleaning business full time, I'm assuming. No, you I was doing it just the way I'm doing this business. Oh, okay. So I, I was working a full time job, going to school, caring for a four year old, and, and cleaning. cleaning. Yes. All right. So you gave up the cleaning business and focused more on the corporate job. Correct. And you didn't do anything entrepreneurial for a while. I didn't. I um, focused on just you know finishing up school, Ooh. raising my son. You know, kind of climbing the corporate ladder, so to speak. So how long was it before you got into your next entrepreneurial venture? Well, my son is 30 years old now. So I would say like 26 Wow. So, so, so you waited years, 26 yeah. years to jump back out, to jump into from the pan to the fire again? <laughs> well, you know, in between all this time, obviously, I, I've done a lot of different projects in terms of, you know, my friends and family and that sort of thing. So I've been really busy. Um, I, I have um, a, an epiphany of love for the culinary arts. I've been honing my skills. I, I do a lot of you know, events um, for like my catering, or? not really catering, um, but more for example. I give you an example. A girlfriend of mine got engaged, and I make these specialty deviled eggs, and you have to try them. They're not just eggs whipped with mayo and a little mustard and a celery or whatever they put on top. These my deviled eggs are extremely ex- like to die for you know um they're not jerk deviled eggs are they um they can be (laughs) (laughs) so i make like a pesto deviled eggs a harissa deviled eggs a jerk deviled eggs um bacon and eggs deviled eggs so um so i would do specialties like those you know or if they want something out of the box it could be a fish like i do a snapper fish stuffed with scallops and shrimp you know, and yes, I debone my own snapper and, you know, so things like that. So I've been really busy and um, w- with that side of my love and, and really where my passion lies because I've always loved cooking. My mother had a restaurant. My brother had Here his in own restaurant. No, my mother had a restaurant back in, in Jamaica. Jamaica. My brother currently. Kingston or? Um, in the country. In the so more so in the rural parts. She, um, we lived in a place called Mandeville. So she had um, a little restaurant cook shop by a, uh, one of the factories called Alpart. And, you know, and my mother's an amazing cook. 
God rest her soul. And my brother is the same thing. He currently owns a restaurant in West Palm Beach, Florida. So, mm. you know, so we've all had this knack. And so going through this whole process and going through life, as they say, and I won't bore you with that, um, cooking for me and making up my own recipes and everything like that's been my therapy. All right, making up your own recipe. Recipes. Or or adapting your mother's recipes. Nope, my own recipes. <coughs> um, so yeah, so that's just been, you know, a therapy thing for me. I love it. I enjoy it. I. So are you gonna do a restaurant <coughs> or? I don't want to do a restaurant. Um, a catering. No, nope, no. Nope. It's a very personal experience, a very intimate experience. Um, I would like to have uh, a sort of a bed and breakfast type place Hmm. um where you cook for your guests correct so it's a very intimate setting it's an you know let's say eight guests right and uh the one difference with what i would like to do and don't steal my ideas um is to have a one night where it's a dinner night so not Mm -hmm. just breakfast but you know you'll have a dinner night as well um, but yeah, so I've, that's what I've been doing. I've been cooking up a storm, making a lot of different things, which l- led me to this um, flavor profile. Um, many people do not know that, you know, sorrel, which is what we call it in Jamaica, is a hibiscus. And um, <laughs> and the significance of it being a hibiscus is because a lot of people hear hibiscus and they think it's a totally different thing. It's a flower. Well. It is a flower, but there are also over 180 to 200 different species of hibiscus. So you may see a hibiscus flower in the garden. That's not what this hibiscus that we use to make the drink is. This particular hibiscus is the most common hibiscus. So it's called different names in different places and parts of the world. So sorrel, what we call sorrel in Jamaica, and it's not just privy to the Caribbean, you know, it got there on the slave ships, <laughs> you know, it's found in Africa, it's found in Italy, it's found in, you know, the Middle East, it, it's found in Australia. And the name that I named my drink Roselle is what they actually call that specific species of hibiscus. They call it Roselle. But it's sorrel. And it's the same species that we call sorrel. Now, outside of our community, especially the Caribbean community, sorrel is an herb. It's like a green herb. And some of them have like a red vine that runs through it. <laughs> so is sorrel in the... Because I drink sorrel. Right. My wife's Trinidadian. So right. So her mother's always making sorrel. So that's what we call it, sorrel. So is this the same thing? Or? It's the same exact thing. So what do you... What, so you're saying about a, a root or so herb or... So outside of our community, so outside of the Caribbean community or people who know sorrel in the Caribbean or as a Caribbean drink, sorrel is an herb. It looks very similar to... Um, the leaves is bigger than, let's say, um, a basil leaf but it's green and you have some that has a red vine that goes through it so I didn't want that to get 
mixed up with this red thing in this bottle that looks so delicious and inviting. But so because my goal is launching this beverage outside of our community as well. My goal is to introduce this beverage on a wider scale, not just as you mentioned, mom and pop. Okay, so 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 you you how how long ago was it when you started the company? I s- officially started the company a year ago. All right, so a year ago, so mm-hmm. for like after. 20-something years or whatever, you said, right. okay, let me start the beverage company. I was researching and working on the profiles for three and a half years prior. All right. So mm-hmm. how many, do you have different flavors? Yes. All right. So how many different flavors do you have? Well, right now, I haven't launched any of the flavors. Oh, so you um, just have So that. the ginger is the first flavor. Um, before the end of the year, I'm, I'm still deciding which fla- two flavors I want to launch, but um, some of the flavors that I'm wor- that I've worked on Pineapple, watermelon, mango, citrus, pomegranate, um, Gu- berries. Guava. Um, I haven't done guava, um, but that's a great Papai. idea. Oh, wait a minute. Hold <laughs> up. Hold up. Hold up. Y'all heard her, right? She got the idea from me, so I get my royalty. Right? I haven't done guava. I've done papaya. I have done um, uh, kiwi mm. So and, and carrot. So mm-hmm. I've, there's definitely a wide range of different fruit, and which brought me to, uh, I was saying to you prior, um, the profile, the hibiscus profile, is what this company will be using, this sorrel, as you call it, profile. But, see, now, but I'm still confused a little <laughs> bit about the whole thing, because you're saying sorrel is a hibiscus. But then you're also it's saying a species of the hibiscus, yes. A species of the hibiscus, mm-hmm. but then is that the root? No, it's the flower. So what? The flower. The, I'm going to show so you. So the sorrow, the sorrow that they drink in the Caribbean is from the root. No. But the, the sorrow they drink in the Caribbean, it. I'm gonna. I will. I will Google for you the sorrel flower that you could see what it looks like. This is what we call sorrel in the Caribbean. Okay, and that's it's, what you use, right? It's a little flower, exactly. And this is the dried version. So I use the dried version because we don't get the fresh one here. So what? So what's the root you were talking about? The root that I was talking about, and I'll show that to you. But who, <laughs> does anybody use the root for anything? No, the, the, it's a totally different thing. I think you're getting both of them mixed up. A sorrel herb is different from a sorrel Flower. Does okay. that make sense? But does anybody use the... This is what a sorrel herb looks like outside of our community. If you went to the went on the corner and, say, and said to some someone... Sor- that's what they would give me. This is that, right. But that's not what West Indians or Correct. Caribbeans consider sorrel. Correct. The uh, one I just so showed you... So what is this? That's an herb. A sorrel herb. Correct. Where does, is, is it affiliated with the hibiscus plant not at all? Not at all. Wow. That's my point. So that's why I did not name it sorrel, so. because outside of our community, that if someone doesn't know what our drink is, they're thinking it's this green plant, is my point. Okay. Got it? Think so? <laughs> I think so. I think so. We can come back to it. But all right, so <clears throat> so you, you're going to have different flavors. Correct. Um. How how are sales going? You've been doing how how long have you been marketing the product now? So I officially launched the product in uh, 
April of this year, April 1st, April's full day, yeah. Wow. Um, April Fool's Day. <laughs> yeah. Um, the sales are going really well in terms of, um, especially with new um, lovers of this newfound drink. So people who have not, and, and which definitely was my goal, um, to put it out to others, not just to our um, community, but outside of the community. So I've been getting definitely a good buzz on it. Um, one of the things that I really like is that I'm getting returning customers. So it's not because, as you know, sorrel in our community, we drink it mainly at the holiday time. Mm -hmm. So my idea to put this drink out, uh, holiday meaning Christmas, New Year, um, so the idea was to put this drink out to have all year round because there's so many different health properties to the drink, um, number one. And number two, it's healthier than, let's say, drinking a soda pop. You know, a, a lot of people drink diet soda thinking it's good, but it really mm. isn't. They may not have, it's just bad sugar, and it's just not good. So my idea was, okay, instead of drinking something like a soda pop or these made-up flavored, you know, preservative-type drinks, is to have a Roselle. So it's really nice to see that the, the places that it's in, that definitely have returning um, customers, which is definitely my goal. So how are you marketing it or, or how are you like how are you building brand awareness? Um, you know, this kind it would seem this kind of product would require a heavy investment in advertising mm -hmm. just to build up um, awareness. Oh, absolutely. People know about it. Absolutely. And, and then, you know, that kind of That's thing. That's a great question. And, you know, obviously starting off small and organically, um, I have an amazing team of people that I'm working with. Um, one person is actually in the beverage space, and he's he has over 20 years in the beverage space. Um, the creative director, he actually launched a company prior. It's not really a beverage company, but um, it, it was within that sphere, let's say. Um, so our marketing right now is more so very grassroots, very organic. Um, it's, I use a lot of social media. Um, I do a lot of tastings, um, like you saw me oh, out right. there and uh, I'm in, in front of these customers in the places that I have the drink. Um, and I am using different means. For example, my neighborhood, you know, I live in Prospect Lefferts Garden. So I talk to, you know, that's where I live. Oh, there you go. I talk to a lot of the, the shopkeepers and business owners. For example, um, one of the wine shops on Nostrand Avenue, um, Mark, he, he owns a place called Lillamo Wine right on Nostrand and Midwood. I, I could go there and do tastings whenever I want, you know, and he doesn't charge me anything. There's a creamery that opened up, another um uh, West Indian heritage owners, husband and wife, they've been very helpful in pointing me into different direction. Black Velvet Boutique, you know, sh I'm going to have a tasting there. So a lot of different people in the community just talking to people. And, and literally, this is how I've been picking up steam. And of course, 
friends and family, um, you know, getting the word out there. So it's a very organic way of doing it, a very grassroots way of, you know, doing this business because I do not have advertising dollars. Um, well, so, you know. So so how did you, um, how did you fund um, this business? Did you pretty much... Um, go, you know, self-fund it through savings or whatever? Or mm-hmm. did you um, seek out uh, any equity capital mm-hmm. or borrow any money or whatever? Or All great questions and happy to answer them. So doing this for three and a half years, working on this formula, um, was also a test market of sorts. And one of the biggest things that happened was the response. People were ordering this drink all the time, not just the holiday time. So I had this track record. I was doing dinner parties and gatherings and like literally everyone was a guinea pig, (laughs) you know. And even though this was all done with good intentions, what I realized is that people believed in me and this product. So my life partner, who spent 20 years on Wall Street, did all of my numbers and my spreadsheets and projections. And, you know, he gets on Excel and it's like, you know, I'm not a numbers person. So he went ahead and um, did my numbers. Um, I found my creative director through my networking. Again, I, I mean, I'm in corporate America. I actually recruit for advertising. So I put out my network. I'm starting this company. I don't have money. If I choose your design, I want you to partner with me. I'll give you equity. And then Gerald, who's another person within the beverage space. And we just kind of sat down and mapped everything out. And we decided how much we needed for startup. In my case, we decided that I needed 30000 And I didn't want to go to a big investor because I wanted to truly keep it within my nucleus of family and friends. So I did a presentation deck. We had our numbers. We put together a package. And I sent out a nice letter, personal letter, to friends and family saying, this is what I'm doing. We're asking for $2,000 as a minimum investment for X amount of equity. And literally, I kid you not, Sydney, I raised the money in less than 24 hours. Wow. I was literally calling my brother saying, if you want in, you got to give me money right now. So, you know, it's that alone just was like, okay, there's no way I cannot not try to do this. So I raised $30,000 to, to launch this business. Um, that took care of all my legal costs, setting up all of the equity information, took care of my trademarking, benchmarking, sensory testing, schedule process, liability insurance, workers' compensation, <laughs> workers' comp, 
um, New York State Agriculture Department licenses, buying our first inventory and of bottles and getting the labels done. So it took us to this part where we actually launched and we have a beverage on the shelves of four different grocery stores here in Brooklyn, um, one bar restaurant here in Brooklyn and two in Harlem. So where I am right now is looking to see where I'm going to go next in terms of funding. Um, I'm not looking to take on an investor right now because I want to definitely have more revenues on the books. Um, That's a catch-22, though, almost, <clears throat> right? Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, to get more revenues on the books, you have to get more sales. Right. To get more sales... <laughs> It would seem you have to do advertising. Advertising right. is expensive, so mm-hmm. to get the advertising, you might want to bring in more capital. And well, very good point. And um, here's how we're approaching it: um, we're living in an age of technology, and we're using that to our advantage. Um, So even though I have wholesale business right now, which I am very grateful for, our goal is to sell more so direct sales. Direct to who? To individuals? Correct. Which is where e-commerce business comes in. So wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Hold on, on, Audrey. You know, I'm old. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm old. And this whole technology thing, you know, I must say, you know, social media and what people doing with social media is sometimes over my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the amazing thing people are doing with e-commerce is just like blowing my mind. Right. And you're about <laughs> to blow my mind. <laughs> you're about to blow my mind even more mm-hmm. if you're going to tell if you're telling me that uh, you are going to create an e-commerce business that yes. sells. Um, beverages correct to consumers correct so so how many how many so I, I can how, there's a minimum water quantity I'm, I'm so not, right I'm, now yes we do have and, and because we're only we only currently have just one flavor so yes you know we're looking at a minimum of four four bottles four bottles correct free shipping no Okay, so how much does it cost to ship for? So we're still working out all of those details. I do have a warehouse um, person that is managing all of this. Um, we are getting really good rates with um, two courier services, FedEx and UPS, and also the United States Postal Service. And these rates are not rates that they would give you and I if I went in there as an individual. Right, right. These rates are based on... Um, one volume and two, obviously, because you have a business. One volume. Right. So here's right, so the thing. So another catch twenty two. Nope. Let me tell you. So this is where the warehouse comes in, because I'm a small business. Yes, there's a lot of different challenges. You know, like for example, I I order. I may say to you, I order two pallets, and how much? That's forty two hundred bottles. You're like, damn, that's a lot of bottles. But in the world, that's nothing. Right. So. I like I am piggybacking off other businesses. For example, where I buy the bottles, they don't go out and order my bottles for me. They sell me bottles from another customer because that customer is ordering, let's say, 20 pallets, 
and they have them store there. Okay. What that does is give me now the same price that customer is getting it for. Right. So, you know, you, you have to kind of know how, again, like I said, you do your research, you got to know how to position yourself. So the warehouse that I'm using, that's their business. So they can piggyback me onto other customers. So as opposed to having me being just my own operation, I'm grouped with bigger companies, so I get that same cost. Uh, but, but here's my thing, right? So so your your bottles are like 10 ounces, 12 They're ounces? They're 10 ounces. 10 ounce, 10 mm-hmm. ounce bottles. So mm-hmm. I need to buy four 10 ounce bottles. Minimum of four, yes. Right, and the price of a 10 ounce bottle is like 20 um <laughs> it is gold. It's liquid gold. Yes. And but I want it to be affordable. It's five dollars. So five dollars. Correct. And so, so, so. All right. So a couple of questions with mm-hmm. that. Um, so so from a pricing standpoint, <clears throat> you're going after a specific market, Correct. which is them. Well, w- the market would, I'm going would, after. Would a, would, a, would a Caribbean person. Who's, who does sorrow, sorrow all mm-hmm. the time, mm-hmm. would they... Buy my w- drink? What? Or order it online? Or would they say something like, come well, on, gal, where you... Where you, where you t- <laughs> I'm sorry, let me make my own sorry. <laughs> for this price, yeah. <laughs> for this price, me now pay $5 for no sorry. I mean, so here's the thing, and you've tasted the product. Yes, it was very good. It's gen- it has the ginger in My it. My product is very different from what we drink, and I think we should talk about that. Well, now you don't, well, I don't. Well, so because because I mean you right, it's different because when 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 my mother-in-law brings the sorrel over, you know she brings it over in a little thing, right? Mm-hmm. She makes it right, but then I could I could uh I could cut it. Right, you know, right, because it's so sweet. Yeah, so sweet, right? It's very and syrupy sweet, and syrupy, and yeah. a lot of times, you know, the the sorrel hibiscus is not robust. It's not bold. It's very watered down. So you're getting a very syrup drink with very less of what the product is supposed to be. Mm, okay, and uh, my drink. You know, and to answer that question in terms of why would someone buy this drink, this is a this is a drink that is healthy. There's no syrup or wine. You can add that if you want. Sugar. That's fine. There is raw organic cane sugar, but very minimal. It's you know, it's certainly not high fructose corn syrup. Correct. There's this drink is. A spicy, uh, there's actually a tagline on the bottle that says a spicy hibiscus drink because it has a hot bite. So if you're not a lover of ginger, you know, this drink is probably not the drink for you. That's This is the ginger flavor and the ginger is there. You know, it's it's not hiding. So no preservatives, no additives, flavoring, coloring of any sorts all natural ingredient and very minimal ingredient. And it's a premium bottle, a premium package um, drink. And that's what consumers are buying. I did a tasting in my neighborhood on Saturday and two Jamaican women came in. 
and they have this um, what do you call those lottery numbers thing and they're standing and they're watching me and you know people are tasting it and um, I said to her would you like to taste because she's watching me and she goes no, me dear, me met my own sorrow. <laughs> and I said, no, come on over, just taste my sorrow. And I kid you not. She tasted it and she looked at her daughter and she said, Lord Jesus, it good. <laughs> she couldn't believe maybe it. That should be, maybe that should be your tagline. My tagline, right? Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, it good. And she's telling her, now she's telling the other woman, taste it, taste it. And they walked out of there with six bottles. I kid you not. And so when I hear that coming from, I would like to say, my people, right. it makes me feel good because... Right. Yes, I want to introduce it to another set of people. However, I want everyone to embrace this, especially my people. Right. You know, so I was really, really happy about that. And so with that being said, if there's something that you love and something you know you can only get it here, you will you will pay to get it. Okay. You, you know what I mean? So I'm not... I'm not truly worried about that aspect of okay. it, okay. only because I've seen it. All right. Yeah. So, 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 <clears throat> pardon me. Minimum, minimum order is four bottles, mm-hmm. so it's twenty dollars. Correct. So, do I have to pay for shipping, or do you? Pick you that? pay for shipping and handling. All right, which is and literally really minimal. Uh, I mean, I think for four bottles, the handling fee is like a dollar twenty-five, and the shipping is another, depending on. Um, and we only ship right now in the U.S. Um, so it's, uh, I think, for the postal service, it's two-day or, th- or three-day. It's something like $12 maybe. And that's the most expensive one. Wow. And FedEx is 6 bucks. I'm so happy I live in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so um, <clears throat> but, but I mean, that, that gets to be slightly, um, you know, that, 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 that can be something that gives some people pause. Oh, All absolutely. Right. Totally. And you know what? I get it. But I also will say it, that if you love this product right, and right. you believe in this product, this is a starting stage. It's not going to be the same going, at least that's my goal, not for this to be this way three right, years right, down right, the line. Right. You know, my goal is to definitely be making it in a co-packer at some point right. where I, you know, it, it can be available more right. and eventually into my own factory. Right. And, <clears throat> but so, all right, so now you are doing an e-commerce direct-to-consumer, but long range, mm-hmm. it is distributing through, you know, Different food channels. stores. And, Absolutely. You know, okay. Absolutely. That's interesting. So, so, um, so how many units do you project to sell or, you know, what's your, what's your, have you set like sales, unit sales projections? So or? right now my project, well, right now I'm doing each time I go into the kitchen, the commercial kitchen, and I use Pilot Works. Shout out to Pilot Works. They're right here in Brooklyn. And if you guys out there have any ideas of wanting to do this, that's a great place to start to get some counseling. Um, so I go into Pilot Works. Uh, probably once a month and I do about 50 cases um, 
So my goal is by the end of the year, I am producing, you know, probably each run maybe 100 cases. So, you know, and that obviously would cover my wholesale and my e-commerce business. Um, So that's kind of where I am right now because I'm not, again, I'm still working a full-time job, so I'm doing this between 8 p.m. and 8 (laughs) a.m. on a Friday or a Saturday night. But um, once I start getting larger volumes, like if if I'm hitting let's say 10,000 units each time, I have to go to a co-packer. Can I play devil's advocate? Sure. <clears throat> so um, <clears throat> we, we, you're going to have to get up off that plantation for yes, you to grow your totally, business. Totally, absolutely, 100%. I mean, you know, That's my goal. My goal is to be out of, I can't tell you because they may be listening. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> let's just say it's in the very near future, meaning months. All right. So, yes. so yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's one of the struggles. Yes. So, so yeah. I mean, I I find that's one of the struggles that uh, particularly black entrepreneurs face mm-hmm. um, is that. Well, I mean, you don't want capital, but you know. No, I want capital. Oh. So, so, so why, totally. Why, why, why don't you put together a package and try to raise like a half a mil or a mil or you know? That's definitely my goal, but I think. You know, I am not there just yet. When you say you are not there, where is there? <laughs> so where is there? Um, I launched this business April 1st, officially. Well, I launched the beverage April 1st. The corporation has been, it's going to be a year, um, July 28th. That's my year anniversary. I incorporated. So I launched the beverage um, on April 1st and to go out and look for an investor at this young stage I don't have a track record well <clears throat> I, I understand that mm-hmm. you have a great product though I have a great product um, and the beverage business is extremely competitive extremely competitive but nobody's making sorrow like you make it nobody's making Roselle no one's making Roselle that's true Absolutely true. Um, and no one but has I, formulations for a pineapple sorrel. Or right. But I, I, I also think a serious investor to give us that kind of money, unless it's someone who's got disposable capital and they met me at a maker's event and say, yep, I'm giving you that cash. But when you go in front of someone to do an elevator pitch to present it, you know, a lot of times they're not just looking at that product. They want to see your books, and that's the bottom line. They want to see what you're making, how you're making it, what's your goals, you what's your production. You don't want to show your books now? I don't have enough to show my books right now. What do you mean you don't have enough? You, have, you, are, you are doing your bookkeeping, aren't you? Absolutely. Uh, but have, in terms of numbers. Are you doing num- the bookkeeping? No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, but you have someone doing the bookkeeping. I, hey, Cynthia. <laughs> That's no, why well, I right, so, 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 um, But yeah, so. Uh, You've heard the, of crowdfunding, right? I e- have. Been equity at, crowdfunding. I've been looking at that. I'm actually. Um, have you heard of Kiva? Yeah, but you don't. Excuse me. I mean, you might want to look at Kiva. But, but <laughs> there. So, so, you know, the Jobs Act, the, the, the Jobs Act that 
Obama, there was provision. You know, one of the problems with black with small businesses mm-hmm. and black businesses especially is the inability to raise capital. And you know, supposedly, somebody can make the argument that what you did in terms of raising that thirty thousand dollars was illegal or not within How regulations. Well, because you know, there are certain rules that you're supposed to follow when you're raising capital from people. Right, but we have everything right. done legally, right? Yeah, yeah, everything. No, no, yeah, yeah. You've you've done everything. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm saying no. All right, so so basically, so basically, there are two kinds of people: accredited investors and non-accredited investors. Accredited investors have a net worth over a million or whatever. There's some right. criteria, right? Yep. And then mm-hmm. Non-accredited don't meet those criteria, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so what the Jobs Act has allowed is that now you can raise money from non-accredited investors. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Basically, the the requirement is like they can't put more than ten percent of their either annual income or net right. worth into yep. something, right? Mm-hmm. So that really opens up the investment arena for mm-hmm. small companies like you to raise money. So I mean, you know, it it may be something for you to consider because, Absolutely. you know, what I find, you know, you should be going big. You know what I mean? Because yes, totally, be, yeah. be, because um, you know, you, you have a great product. Yes. Um, tremendous opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so but and, and so like maybe five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago, yeah, you'd have to go that, you know, oh, I gotta do this first and then do this. But now with these with these um crowdfund it's e- equity crowdfunding thing where you give people I mean, you, you can structure it almost any way you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gives you an opportunity to raise a kind of I mean, it's the requirements are like really not that onerous, onerous um, to raise like a half a mil, mm-hmm. a mil, um, and you know that would be enough to at least oh, get you off the plantation, mm-hmm. so you could spend more time on the business. But you, you, you might want to look at that. Yeah, and, thank and you for that. I'll You're welcome. To that. I, I, you know, I'm researching different avenues, and I'm actually doing a workshop with this woman who's actually in the space of helping small businesses, especially beverage food business. Um, I start with her tomorrow. So I think oh, these are some of the things that will be discussed and, and talked about. Right. So, I mean, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So so what else? Um, what, what, as an entrepreneur, yes. like if you were advising other people who are thinking about starting a business, mm-hmm. what, are, what, are the, what are the pluses? What are the minuses? What, what advice would you give? <laughs> Um, wow. Well, there's a lot of different advice to give. Um, you know, we all have ideas and some ideas we put in this box and some ideas go in this one. And of course, others, we take it and we run with it. But you definitely have to do your research. You have to know your space. You know, um, obviously in a beverage space, a food space, and I spend a lot of time just, you know, reading and seeking out information. So that's one of the first thing. You know, you got to know what you're going up against. Um, I think support is a huge thing. You know, no man is an island. You know, I think one of the challenges that I find um, people don't share information readily. You know, like you sat there and you're like, oh, you should look at crowdfunding and these are the benefits and X, Y, Z. Um, but for the very long, for a very long time, I was looking for a mentor 
in this space and couldn't find one. I recently found one and I'm really happy. So, you know, making sure that you're talking to the right people and not just people, like I said, within your circles that's yesing you to death and have no clue about what they're talking about. Um, you have to be able to take criticism, especially constructive criticism. You, you know, you don't want someone putting you down just because whatever. There's so many people who was like, oh, girl, you don't want to do that. Everybody making sorrow, you, you know. But I, I, I researched and I, and I was out literally every week from the Upper West Side to the East Side to Lower Manhattan to Brooklyn tasting every single ginger hibiscus drink that that's out there on the shelves. And so I can sit here and confidently say there's no drink out there like my drink. You know, so you have to know, you know, you have to do your research and you have to do the legwork. Um, you know, <laughs> knowledge is power. So you can't just sit there and say it's going to come to you. You really have to go after it. Um, if you're a lazy individual, it, this is not a lazy thing. You know, I literally work all the time, you know, but I, and I guess this is one of my weak points. I need to know when to just stop and, you know, take a minute for myself. So, yes, write your ideas down. You know, if you see it, it becomes more real. You know, I, I think I drove... Emil crazy for a while that's my partner because that's this is all I talked about you know so you have to manifest these things in one ways definitely talking about it um, feeling it and just going for it like literally it has to be a part of your fiber you know it's not something you can put down and pick up um, so align yourself with the right folks, you know, and seek out information. In this age of technology, there's so much information out there, and it's it's really at your fingertips, and it's really, you know, free, you know, um, to get the information, and go for it. You know, if you believe in yourself, others will believe in you, and um, I'm proving that. Um, I'm not a shy person, but. I sometimes I'm not the one to strike up a conversation and I can tell you I talk to everybody now you know it's like I show and share and <laughs> you know just want people to know about it so if, and people will see that in you you know so well Audrey thank you so much for showing up today why don't you tell folks okay well so is the e-commerce up yet or the e-commerce site is not up as yet we're still working on that Do you um, have a right website now we or? have a website it's spice grove one word roselle.com how do you spell roselle it's r-o-s-e-l-l-e -L -L -E. so spice grove roselle.com and it's Spice Grove Roselle on Instagram and Facebook. And um, I post an update quite regularly. <laughs> so I keep the buzz going um, about where I'm having events and tastings and that Any sort of thing. Any events coming up? Or? Yep. I have um, on Saturday. It's Father's Day weekend. Shout out to all the dads out there. 
talking to my son, who's not calling his mama in two days. <laughs> uh, happy Father's Day. <laughs> but just had to get that there. Um, as you could tell, he's an only child. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I'm having uh, two events this weekend. One is at Little Mo's Wine Shop on Nostrand and Midwood. And that's going to be from about 3 p.m. in the afternoon until 5 and again at Black Velvet, which is on Nostrin and Lefferts. And that's a boutique, um, a nice, sexy boutique, ladies boutique. And I'm going to have a tasting there from about 5.30 to about 8.30. So people can stop by, taste the drink. We'll have it for sale at both places as well. And um, so those are my two immediate events. On the 23rd, the 24th and 25th of June, um, you could, if you follow my page, you'll get more information, but I'm doing a pop-up those two days and they're all day pop-up. It's going to be at Fad Market, which is in Borum Hills, F-A-D Market. Um, and I'll be there from 11 to 6 both those, both those days. I'll have a, a booth or a table, and I'll be selling all things Roselle. So let me ask you this. and um, <clears throat> So um, you, you are in some stores. Yes, I am. So any stores I might know? or Absolutely. Um, I'm in a store down the street, Green Great Provision. Ah, you're in Green Great. I am. Mm. And I actually did an event there for their 10-year anniversary on Saturday, so that mm. was fun. So I'm at Green Grape, and I'm also at Sahadi's, which is on Atlantic Avenue. Oh. Sahadi's. <laughs> Sahadi's. Atlantic and Court. Um, and where I met you, Sydney, I'm at Wholesome Gourmet Market on Flatbush and Lincoln Road. And also at the Associated Supermarket, which is on... Uh, Nostrand and Sullivan, so about one block north of Empire Boulevard. So those are the places, you four sure places. It's north? Because, you know, you're a woman now. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> no, she's right. It is north. <laughs> it is one block north. <laughs> no one else is in the studio with us, so, you know, if Sydney doesn't show up... Uh, no, anyway, no. yes, but no. yes, one block north of Empire Boulevard. And... Um, if you are out and you're having a cocktail at a place called Spritzen House, which is literally on the border of Williamsburg and um, Greenpoint, they actually serve it. Um, you can make your cocktail there. And shout out to the people in Harlem because I'm in Harlem <laughs> at Corner Social and at Angel of Harlem. So you can make your cocktail. It's great with Prosecco. It's great with your favorite rum or... Well, what's your favorite rum? I just got back from Barbados and they were they were really <sighs> knocking Jamaican rum. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I have to tell you, I do love Appleton Reserve rum, you know, so... Apple, it's what, where's that from? It is Jamaican rum. Oh, Jamaican. It's oh. a Jamaican rum. I thought you'd say Myers Dark. No. I, I love <laughs> I love Appleton Reserve, um, but I actually like my Roselle more so with Prosecco. Prosecco, I don't mm -hmm. know what that is. It's champagne. Oh well, well you know. Uh, yeah, if it's not made see, in I'm, France, I'm a, I'm a rum kind of guy. Right, if it's not made in France, it's Prosecco. Oh, if it's made in France, it's champagne. It's champagne. Okay, yes. so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's our lesson uh, from the. So, so you got my, two lessons today. <laughs> yeah. Sorrel is hibiscus, <laughs> <laughs> and sorrel outside of our community is an herb. Herb. Yeah. Right. And go. if it's not made in France, 
it's Prosecco. It's Prosecco. Yes, it's Instead sparkling wine. Right. Well, Audrey Powell, thank you so much for showing up today. Um, thank you. Maybe in six months from now I can have you back and oh you my can God, give us I would an update that. Um, I would on love how that. things are going. Yes, um, I would love that. But I really do appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule to come in and share some of your insights on entrepreneurship and what it takes to be a successful, a successful entrepreneur and uh, sharing um, your insights and advice with people. I really appreciate that. I think there's a I mean, you, you're, you're kind of right. People might not share as much as they should. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are very close to the vest with information or whatever. And I think we're at a point in time where. <clears throat> Pardon me. I, you know, I, I believe in abundance. Yes. And, and I think, um, you know, there's a mindset that everything's limited. Mm-hmm. I have to be careful and guard mine because but but I think that the reality of the universe is actually the flip side of that. And it's, it's abundance and it's all here for everyone to 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 reap. And so yep. what we need to do is share and get everybody growing and, and, and sharing up. is caring, as they say. That and, is. you know, I'm not taking anything away from you. You have something that's great. It's going to be great, right. you know. Um, and I'm blessed to be on this journey. I'm enjoying this journey. And if I could take someone else with me, why not? You know, so that's really the goal here. It's not, I'm not looking to make a gazillion dollars and have a house and the car. I mean, yes, my lifestyle would change, obviously, but that's not my goal. You know, my goal is to be in my community and my goal is to help others, you know, and lead them on a path that they can do their own thing. So um, thank you for having me and thank you for sharing your expertise with me and your knowledge. Um, and I'm walking out of here feeling really good, motivated, and, you know, I'm on this journey, and I'm going to continue on this journey, so thank you. You're very welcome. You're very welcome, but thank you. Yes. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, this is another edition of The Conscious Capitalist. Um, thank you for tuning in, and um, hope you got uh, some pearls of wisdom from my guest today, Ms. Audrey Powell, and I hope that you... Uh, check out her Roselle. Spice Grove Roselle. Drink. Uh, it is very good. Thank Until you. next time, everyone, be good and may wealth be yours. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Conscious Capitalist, presenting your world in dollars and cents. Until next time, check us out at www.needtoknow.biz. Need to know. N E E D, the number two, no, K N O W, dot B I Z. Thank you.